0: Uh, John here, that's John Wright, and uh, you're listening to the podcast, No Means No Thing. And really, they asked me to do this uh, uh, ID for them, and I thought, well,
1: it's really nothing. Cheers!
2: Episode 29 of No Means Nothing, No Means No Thing, the podcast where three complete fucking idiots try to find the best No Means No song of all time. A fool's errand of which there is none. Spoiler. But uh, we're going to try anyway. I'm one of your hosts,
3: Jordan. I'm Matthew. Uh, And I would be Michelle. You know who that is. You know who that
2: is. The Foley artist. We got it. Hi, Mom. uh, hey, you know, we're here. And we're going to give you a good episode, at least do our best. But I'll tell you, I think we're all a bit fucked and just hanging on. Mm. Um, We won't go too much into it because, you know, these are our private lives. But shit's a little bit weird and rough. So we're going to try to keep recording for you guys and and keep on track. But uh, just fair Mm. warning. um, Oops. Our friend Matthew looks like his video and audio has frozen. Oh, there he is. Yeah, He's back. Okay,
3: there we go. All right.
2: You're you're (sighs) back. Um, yeah. We might edit that part out, but in any event, and that's you know what that was perfectly timed because that's kind of how our lives are right now. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna attempt to we're gonna keep on attempt to keep on track for you, but we're recording real close to release date these days. So if we hit a bump, yeah. we'll let you know. But be gentle with us, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. I mean, uh, Jesus. Everybody, calm down. Uh, we're gonna do the best we can. Uh, yeah. We so
1: Not I think series of things. Yeah. We're trying things.
2: to roll with it, but yeah. Sort of, sort of live so, in the Lemony Snicket book here a little bit. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I think we could all use it tonight. We're going to have a little power of positive drinking. Um, <laughs> I am back on the train of mm, a Marniac. I mm. I walked past my daughter with this tonight. She's like, "Why do you have rubbing alcohol in your glass?" <laughs>
3: yeah, what good question. Shit.
0: I've never seen the color. Did of you? Of so what she what she think?
3: What she think after you let her have some? <laughs> uh, oh, well, I'll ask her when she wakes up. She's, she's okay, still on the floor. That's nice. I'm that's recovering. nice.
2: Yep. Um, Good Michelle?
0: Well, oh, as you no know, idea. since the last episode, I've been uh, cutting yes. way down on the Guinness because I was having a uh, a bit of Guinness every night, and the number was larger than six. So <laughs> I had see- <laughs> Yeah, i I'm going to admit it right here, man. I was having a lot of Guinness every night, but I have cut down significantly, and in the refrigerator tonight, the Guinness fairy came
1: and brought me,
0: I'm going to try to have two cans, and this is what I've had in since, uh, I don't know, I, I had some Friday, but probably two of them, so... Yeah, I have cut down a lot, but so tonight... Michelle, that's fucking awesome. It's tough, man. I, I, I love know, the but... taste. I'm, I'm hoping it yeah. wasn't the alcohol that was making me chug them down. I love this fucking beer.
2: It's the flavor, yeah. It's
0: pretty yeah. good. It's, and It's I, tasty shit. I wish I could find something that tastes like it. I mean, some of the non-alcohol stuff's good, but it just tastes like... Know, it smells not- like cereal. <laughs> it does before you sip it it's gross but i, I no i just I, there, there's a diet cock and bull ginger ale that's like a hot ginger ale it's oh, really yeah, good we for, talked about oh, that. Oh, oh they're so good so that that's what i try and have and try to sip those but yeah this
2: is a treat oh, it's nice, guinness night nice guinness Cheers yeah and what about you Matthew mm. you could use a drink what do you got yeah
3: I too have cut down um, but I do have a, a, a small selection uh, bolstered by one today as my friend fader has uh, wanted me to try a beer and so his uh, his suggestion and uh, contribution is in the list uh, but it is a it's a can it's a tall boy but it's not as big as the other one so if you guys <laughs> choose that mm. one then I will have to also... Bolster myself with some garage whiskey, which is basically linseed oil and mineral spirits, and just a soupon of creme de
1: menthe. Garage whiskey?
2: Holy shit. Confade yourself to whatever the fuck that is because it is absolutely going down.
3: But I got Uh, uh, Ah. cannery brewing, uh, thornless blackberry porter. Mm, oh uh, so that sounds that.
0: real nice. good! Wow! Yeah, yeah. Holy and shit! There it is. That's a big bottle. What's the uh what's the
3: alcohol? Yeah, they're all the same. All the same. All the same. Six hundred fifty mill- milliliters. Uh Doesn't actually. That's gotta say. Alcohol it's it's like six. It's six. So it's a little bit stronger than average. All right. Uh good. We also got the <laughs> Killer Bee honey, honey Porter right here.
1: Uh. Oh. Nice. Oh, that's a kind of a little more cartoony
3: Dude, graphic. Cute. Isn't that nice? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I like that. And what brewery is this one from? Um Tin Whistle in Penticton, bc Shit.
1: Uh
3: and, 6% <laughs> and here, six percent also. And six, six. Wait, here's the uh is this six percent? Satan. Yeah. And right here. The uh Jezzy Baba. Um The Kelly Baba. It is a uh, Absinthe Stout. (laughs) What the?
1: Absolute fuck.
3: Yep. And this is the one that uh, Fader uh, has contributed this evening. And it's from uh, Foamer's Folly Folly Brewery. And it's also 6%. So 666.
2: Satan. Ooh, the Devil's Brew. Um, Uh, Red Devil. I don't know, man. I'm going to let you pick tonight because I'd like you to take something that feels good and right to you. So what uh, what are you feeling like?
3: I don't know if I'm in for the <laughs> ab- absent. The, the, also, no, I haven't had a chance I'm, I'm to chill that. this one down either. No, yeah, yeah.
0: no, fuck that. No, you no, got to treat yourself.
3: Yeah. yeah, treat
2: yourself something nice. Maybe that blackberry porter or that nice cute honey beer.
3: Yeah, so yeah. I won't need to the, uh, dip into the garage whiskey tonight then. We'll um, do that next time. Garage whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, what do you think? The blackberry or honey? Black, I like. I think the BlackBerry. Yeah, that's, that's what true. I'm okay. thinking. It strikes me right. All right, that's what we're doing. Nice. From a um, nice. uh, yeah, Cannery Brewing, which I believe is also in Penticton. Yes, both of them are from Penticton. Wow. Nice. Never Shout out to Penticton. It. It's well, it's a small I, I city the in of... the Okanagan region of British Columbia. I don't
0: even oh, nice. know where that is either.
2: No idea. No idea. So Ben-Dicton. I hope all the rest of you. Sounds like vindictive. I hope the rest of you have uh, cracked something open. Uh, I know some of you like to sit outside around a fire. I'm jealous. It sounds fucking oh, that'd awesome. That'd be good um, tonight. Yeah. Uh, but I, I hope you're joining us in this drink. We're going to talk about four more songs as we work our way through this catalog. We're actually going to put an entire album to bed tonight. Uh, first time for, I think that we've been able to do that. So we'll talk oh. a little bit about that as we go through. Oh, wow. Um, and I don't want say we're towards the end yet, but boy, we're getting closer. Maybe there's like mm-hmm. a third left. It's a little bit weird. Um, But some good ones. Good battles. Yeah, there's some uh, doozies that
0: haven't come up yet. I'm looking
2: forward to that. Well, there's some big doozies that haven't gotten in the maw of the terrible machine. Yeah, I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to seeing what comes up later. But tonight, for one night only, we've got the first two contenders from... Well, that's not from. That's I'll say the album in a second. The first song is Hello, Goodbye, off of One, 2000. And it is going up against In Her Eyes... All Roads Lead to Ausfart, 2006. As far as I know, no alternate versions of either of these. So we're going with the studio only. And tonight, uh, Matthew's going to get to go up first and talk about these two songs. But uh, before we do that, let's say hello to a little bit of this one.
3: You three bring up the boxes while
4: we move these chairs. A place to be, a place to read A work of fiction or of history To the east we'll hang the door, solid oak To the west bay windows letting in the light A place
3: to be, a place to read, a place to spend the night You stand over there
1: and I'll stay here Bye.
0: Hello! Goodbye!
2: a WKRP uh, uh, DJ every fucking oh, time I do this do you not I know, come on which, yet. yes Let's Johnny Fever
0: Johnny F- oh man Johnny, F- Johnny mm. Fever grew Mine. up on that show hell yeah Here, here's,
2: here's to Johnny love yeah that guy. Um, long live the frozen turkeys
3: all right uh, we haven't actually said his name Howard Hesseman was his name <laughs> Howard <laughs> Hesseman pa- sorry passed, passed away and, his real um,
2: name correct he was yeah. much more than just Johnny Fever that is ap- ap- yeah he was
3: also in that uh, head of the class or something wasn't he Oh yeah. well, yes he was that's right yeah
2: that's right which i just know tangentially but all
1: yeah. right yeah.
2: so matthew lead us down the path what do you got for us on this one
3: this is an interesting one and um a different friend jordan i believe this is one of his if not his favorite Nomi's no song you can't um, have two friends
2: named jordan that's not right <laughs>
3: well you're with an o and he's with an a so i can figure i can uh, i can oh, it totally keep it straight that's fine yeah there that, you go that works oh. uh, he's a big uh, big no no fan and uh yeah, JTD on the old forum. Um, but, oh, I uh, remember oh, that. Oh, nice. Yes, Sadly, he sure. would, would like to listen to the podcast, I believe. But um, the poor fellow has hearing loss and can't uh, really listen to... Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, closed captions. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Well, that's yeah, got to so... be fixed immediately.
3: Well, he's got right. hearing aids, but it's, uh, it's a bit tricky. Poor All guy. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah so yeah this song goes a bunch of different ways it's very interesting and i hadn't really um kind of i have a lot of notes that are all over the goddamn place (laughs) um my 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 main thought about this song is it's it's, you know it's about a a prophet who maybe isn't interested in being a prophet and um Hmm. so at the beginning and there's three stanzas Um, he's giving his directions and they sound just like mundane directions to a place in suburbia. Um, So I kind of think, and interestingly um, he mentions directions a lot in this song as Mm -hmm. well. So go straight South. So straight South into the afternoon sun. Um, uh, So I understand why you didn't find me. He's sort of like, he's giving them directions. It's almost like it's real time. I see, I see, it's like, you're not here. And I kind of get why (laughs) you will not follow me. It's It's a little creepy. Um, And the the, the whole tone of the song is very up and very um, kind of matter of fact, almost like instructional, um, which Mm -hmm. is interesting to me. Um, I should have the lyrics out here. Exactly. But I mean, um, so I could read the actual lyrics, but there's some interesting inclusions like w- when he's talking about his new house i'm assuming that this is in in suburbia or wherever they wherever he's gone wherever uh, he, he's been accompanied but i'm not exactly sure by whom <laughs> um just gonna get the lyrics here sorry there they are it's all right with me to the east yeah. will hang the door solid yes oak. thank you to the east so in this song We mentioned Oak. He mentions Oak and you again, which has come up um, before.
2: I have that note.
3: Yeah. And Oak, uh, the the symbolism of Oak is is strength and divinity sort of like of, of God, but it's also like solid Oak, this sort of um, it's like a block. It represents divinity, but it also blocks the sun, the East, the morning sun. It's like, he, he can't get in. It's being protected. And then to the West, Bay windows letting in the light, but that's the sun, that's the sunset, which is interesting as well. Um, So yeah, a place to, a place to be a place to read, a place to spend the night, a work of fiction or history. So I don't know. It's, um, I have a lot of different thoughts. Like, is it, is it sort of a reluctant, reluctant prophet? Like he's kind of indifferent. Are are people going to follow him to this, where he's gonna have his cult in suburbia or his new house i'm not sure (laughs) you 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 three you three and he mentions you three bring in the boxes while we move the chairs and then he's you three follow me yes you three follow me follow me but you will not follow me um i wonder if he's referring to the other three members of the band (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Um, that uh, you know, come on, you'll, you'll you'll not follow me. There, you'll not follow me into this retirement, like the life that he's living these days. With, um, I mean, <laughs> right. let's quit and everything. Yeah, let's quit. You will not. Yeah, follow right. Me. This was his his early breakup letter. We just <laughs> never knew. <Yeah. laughs> you stand over there, and I'll stay here in Burnaby.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> There, uh, the in the last stanza, it's, it's all about a sacrifice, and a lot of interesting references. The blood of the oxen must not be spilled upon the altar. Um, I looked this up, and this is a reference to uh, Exodus. It's uh, Moses and it, yeah. it's a blood, blood sacrifice before the new Testament this is old Testament stuff. Um, and it was the, the, the animal sacrifice. The blood was divided into two bowls and one half of it was spilt upon. And the the, the rest was splashed onto the, uh, the congregation. And this was supposed to be represent the covenant between um, God and his, his, his people. Um, and they don't God do that. Burgers. Anymore. Yeah, they don't do it anymore. It's just a covenant with Jesus, I guess. Good old Jizo,
0: Jizo. Um, <laughs> <Giso.
3: laughs> yeah, but the the blood of the oxen must not be spilled upon the altar. It's it's like he this you you can't make this covenant with with God because he's the prophet. I'm not sure. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what you guys think. And then the next line and the smoke must be of white ash cypress and fragrant cedar. And this I think is a reference to, um, it's a poem by Helen Doolittle. Um, and it is about, it's called Helen. It's about Helen of Troy. Um, and it's, it's, I I looked a little bit about it. I had read it before long time ago. Um, and it's about how, I don't know if you guys know the myth of, or the myth of the story of Helen of Troy. Most beautiful woman. Shit. she's the um you know the, the daughter of, of zeus the most beautiful woman ever to live and then she's sort of spirited away to to troy and the um, troy the trojan horse
2: the trojan war all that. exactly guy. the trojan war trojan and then Gondoms.
3: um the um eventually the uh, so so she because she's the son of of zeus you know a father figure god figure um also kind of a christ-like kind of figure you know she's um sacrificed um and then the greeks and the poem is about how much the greeks hate her and the only way they can love her is uh for for her to die because she's responsible for all this carnage um and white ash and cypress are um referred to as uh, it's like white ash and funereal uh cypresses she um Greece could only love her if she were laid white ash amid funereal cypresses. And I'm not Ah. sure where cedar comes into it. I couldn't find sort of a connection to it. But then, the leaves of the yew tree will smother the brazen flames. Okay, I don't know if you guys know about yew. Go oak and yew. Yew is um, it is a symbol of resurrection because you can put down shoots and grow up another tree elsewhere. But it's also extremely poisonous. So the leaves Ah. of the yew tree will smother the brazen flames. If this dude, if this preacher guy put yew branches on the smoke, it would poison the congregants.
2: It is. Um, Yeah, it's the what was that fucking all the Nike cult where they all killed themselves? I was about to make that reference. I can't remember. What was that? The crazy sci-fi
3: cult? God damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah.
2: The, the Kool-Aid. Not the um, yeah, not the Branch Davidians.
3: Though. No, That's it, in, it I... was in Guyana. It was in Guyana. No, no. Jim, no, Jim no, I'm Jones? I'm talking about the
2: Jim Jones. No, the ones where they were all like, the guy had the shaved white oh, hair, and they yeah. all watched science
3: fiction shit, and they oh, all killed themselves. Oh, oh, white oh, white oh. oh, That's right. That was in the States. Well, I can't remember them. Yes. That was in the States. They had
0: and like some a science purple robe on with the, yeah. with mm. the sneakers. You want me to Google it? How do I Google
2: it? In any event, it's a good point. I
3: like that that's a great yeah part. um I'm and you hand you hand me up the cup um the, uh, the the uh you was the poisoning Macbeth as well, i think if I'm remembering heaven's
0: correctly.
1: gate heaven's gate heaven's gate. heaven's it? gate that's,
3: that's it. what it is that's it yeah anyway I, so a song about maybe a little bit about a suicide cult <laughs> it's like yeah you'll you'll huh. follow me, but i'm going I'm going somewhere real far away um. So that's well, about that all I seems have like there. Be into
0: cult stuff like all that. right, it yeah. could be, it could I
3: like be. It. Oh, I didn't talk about the music very much, but I love, uh, love this song. It's so mm. it's optimistic sounding, like these so chromatic bits where the guitar and bass are in in, in sequence. I mean, in uh, in, uh, sync. <laughs> in, in sync, sync, um, sync. During the bridge, uh, over the bridge, like, the bass playing is just so fluid with awesome guitar texture and then like with funny little keyboards um <laughs> and, and yeah. then one of the only um appearances of Tom Holliston's voice yes sir and yeah he, yeah so he's uh talking so about good. um yeah profit without followers and etc et and then Rob comes back in yeah mm, anyway, I, I, I really like this song it is uh gives me a lot to think about um mm-hmm. Hmm, and I will stop talking about now. I have uh, flapped my gums too long. Let you no way, leave, but that's great shit. Leave some bacon in the pan for you. Le- leave some meat on the bone.
2: All right, mm. some ashes in the fire. Um, Michelle, what you got I for? Don't, us? I no, don't want to do it. Holland, no ashes. You got to do it. It's all right. My just, notes this week riff. suck, people. It doesn't matter. Just riff. I'm gonna,
0: I'm, I'm gonna write think. down. This is some last minute shit because I Good. did wait a little bit, but. This song is on the interesting side. Rob has a great talent for grabbing the listener with some catchy lyrics. I do like the Mm -hmm. hello slash goodbye exchange between Tom and Rob, and the keyboard part with Tom singing is great. I wish the song was one that grabbed me a little bit better. So hopefully, (laughs) this is it. Hopefully Jordan and Matthew can sing its praises much more than I can. That's all I wrote on this fucking song. What shall we
2: sing? What shall we sing? (laughs) Oh my
0: God, pathetic. Pathetic. Good
2: good news, Michelle. I do love this song. Actually, I think it's, it's probably... Other than the other song that we'll be talking about later, this is my favorite on this album. Sure. Oh! I, I, I adore this. It's actually Parker's favorite on this album. So oh, we were cool, I've cool. had it. Um, really, really like it. And and Matthew, I really loved your exegesis on this. I, I had not taken that tack. I have a different, maybe sort of related, but different tack. But I think they're probably, they can live in the same universe, right? This is Rob writing this song. So they can mean all sorts of fucking things. Right. Indeed. Um, I mean, it starts to me with, uh, to me, I, I look at the song as a larger, well... A three-part story of the origin of human communication, from just its basic roots to the to organized religion. You start with this notion oh, just of just that, eh? Just that. You start with this the <laughs> binary of like so two, two, two of the most fundamental uh, uh, units of human communication: the greeting and the leaving. Hello mm. and goodbye. That's that's about See as you. base, basic and binary as you can get. And you've got this first verse. Which is really, as you pointed out, it's just directions. They're so prosaic. This is just that prosaic level of communication where we're just using words and communication to direct someone to you, to direct someone where to get somewhere. It's just about the world, about how to get through in the world, right? I'm just telling you how to get by, how to get through the world. Um, And uh, there's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing otherworldly about it. It's just simple, simple communication. Um, Then the next verse starts to talk about a community that they're building together. Here are people building something together there. And it didn't strike to me as like one person's house. It struck me as like a fraternal organization or a it's <laughs> like they're building it together. It's like, this is the place where we're going to get to sit and read a book, fiction, history. We can, we can sleep here. We could be a community, a community starting to form. First communication was just very basic. Now there's this community forming where we're joining together as a group there's this sense of coming together. You guys, you know, grab the chairs and all that. But at the end, mm. at the very end of that stanza, he says, you go over there and I'll stay here. There's already now starting to be a, well, I'm over here uh, yeah, yeah, and you're over there. yeah. So it's starting to have some differentiation where one person's kind of going, well, you know what though? You guys are good down there. And then there's that Tom verse of, a prophet without sheep i think the guy's sitting there kind of going like wait a minute i am standing here and you're all fucking there hey you guys why don't you follow me why don't you why don't you follow me and that leads into the last verse which is now instructions re- again now, <laughs> reli- now well but religion right like religion yeah. is on the scene mysticism is on the scene and deeply pagan religion like this is this is old old shit which is why this this why this feels this way to me because it's although it's a modern context in the sense of what he's talking about, what they build to is this deeply ancient religion uh, mm-hmm. of all the things you mentioned are exactly right and I would I would add that ash um, the ash tree he talks about the white ash was Yggdrasil was the 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 Norse tree Yggdrasil and that was you know <laughs> the world tree so all of the oh. trees that he mentions as usual someone could write a fucking paper about sacred trees in no meets no lyrics um are are deeply they're you know they're they're deeply rooted in ancient religion so it, it 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 seems to me to refer to how as humans we went from just being basic communities as as the the roots of communication started hello goodbye and slowly turned into as a matter of course this organized religion um and it's just like a beautiful, sort of simple. It does kind of feel upbeat to me. Like this does not strike me as a negative song. It does not strike me as a as even like kicking religion in the nuts as more just a <laughs> this is the progression. This is what, this is what happens. This is where this is the, the journey humans almost couldn't help but have to go from the basics of Hello Goodbye to to this. Uh but I don't know. This song is. It's ambiguous. It's a it's a very and the way that the best poems are. It doesn't wear itself on its sleeve uh, in a lot of ways, and I really really mm. love that about about it. I don't in any way feel that anything I've put forward is definitive, even for me. That's just that's my take today and the take I've sort of come to. But but I don't know. I really like what you were saying about it, Matthew. Also, and so I don't know. But I I really really love this song. Oh um, wow! And I and I think musically, I adore it. Those fucking and this is for you, Chuck. Those China symbols. Yeah, I hey. China symbols.
0: I brought those up are, re- in another oh song. Oh God, it,
2: it's so and, so and good. I and to I, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I love how I, this song again reinforces to me how one has some of the best production for me of any No Means No record. The, the 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 way each of the track or the instruments are mastered and so lovingly presented to mm-hmm. us and so clear. I love in this one how the bass and the guitar trade off. Mm-hmm. sort of main riffs at one point it's the bass taking the main riff while the guitar is in the background doing what would be the traditional bass line and then that flips again the keyboard is just incredible I think it has a really great opening this is one of those no means snow songs that opens with a real big punch and then then gets quiet it's it's really 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 nice um yeah man this is an understated classic and it's one of those songs to me that proves that you cannot Ever fucking peg this band down. You can't say mm-hmm. they're a punk band or hardcore or progcore core or this, like, no, put this song on. You can't fucking peg this song. What is this? It doesn't it does it defies genre, it defies time, it defies place. It is its own thing. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I love it so much, because it does not have echoes of much else for me. It's really its own thing, and it's masterful in that. Um
3: yeah, I think this song cool. is fucking aces. So that is yeah, another but observation, just uh, the, the conversational, it's like informational, instructional tone, um, it, especially in the last stanza, it's like they're making up a religion, but what the, what, the elements that they're mixing together, the blood of, of the oxen, that's Judaism, pre-Christian. Um, ash, Cypress and cedar, that's Greek, also pre-Christian. And then um, the the yew tree, and then maybe the reference to oak is druidic, uh, also pre-Christian. Um, and yew, in fact, is one of the uh, oldest words in English. Um, it uh, predates it. They're not. It, it may not even be Indo-European. It goes way, 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 way back. So they're making up a new religion, making up the rules, but uh, using all these ancient shit. <laughs> yeah, such ah. a, yeah, such a cool idea. Jeez. Anyway, yeah, what. What shall we sing? Yeah, what shall we sing?
2: Um, yeah, just fucking great. I love this song every time I hear it. All
1: that? right,
2: let's uh, let's move on to its uh, its cont- the, our next contestant. We've got in her eyes. This is off All Roads Lead to Ausfart, and uh, let's take a deep gander in there into those eyes before we chat away a bit about it. Friends say that I better be cool.
3: They say I'm playing the food. But they don't know what they're talking about I've gotta jump, I've gotta scream and shout
4: Mama said I was a really bad boy Sisters cried cause I've broken her toys Mama shouting now I really gotta go
1: Where I'm going? I just don't know In her eyes the sun.
3: Right. Matthew. So what do you see in that um, case? It, uh, well, the, the, the blood is beginning to flow. <laughs> well, uh, this <laughs> song, um, yeah, it's very ausfarty. Uh, it is. Uh, def- <laughs>
2: yes, it is.
3: It definitely <laughs> belongs on that album. Yeah. Um, don't have a whole lot to say, say about it because it's very basic. There, there aren't very many lyrics. Um, it seems to me to be... Um, kind of like ridiculous uh young man pissing off his family because of uh, some doxy <laughs> he's uh gonna go out and sort of uh follow his follow his dick into the world i'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not oh, yes
1: God.
3: not sure uh, if that's if there's any more to it than that uh young man going crazy because of a woman um so it's it's all pretty, like the rhyme structure. It's all really, really basic, unusually basic for no means no. And then the chorus in her eyes, the sun's beginning to rise. I feel myself coming alive. The blood is beginning to flow. I know that I'm ready to go. Um, I'm not sure. Is a sex Who is her? Thing here? <laughs> no, this I don't know. I don't know if, if it could be a sex thing. Um, I have certainly behaved. Um, inadvisably in the past uh, because of uh, th- those sorts of motivations as i'm sure many people listening also have no um, never on, Josh, on, i don't come on Charles, come on jesus there's so, <laughs> some great stuff in so i'm not the blood is beginning to flow in her eyes i'm i'm is he referring to his own blood that you know he's he's just sort of like his his danders up his uh, you know um he, he's becoming something he's becoming a man i'm not sure if it's as simple as that um but um running i don't know where trying but i really don't care <laughs> just sort of basic rock and roll lyrics it's very uh yeah. kind of <laughs> Han- hansons-y in some ways yeah. the yep. chorus is very not Hansen-Z, but it's um even the drumming and everything um it reminds me of a hansen song but um i don't know uh, if it really feels like one it's like has the structure of one but it's got more going on um yeah. the parts i really like about it um R- rob's little laughs, <laughs>,
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: um, and then tom's guitar fills in different styles are, are <laughs> really, those are great <laughs> really really funny so there's a lot of humor to the song um it's it's certainly a, a toe tapper um but it's just a charming little song. Um, I don't really have much more to say than that.
2: Yeah, I think it was good. All right,
3: Michelle, what do you what do you got to say about this little uh, ditty?
0: Oh, the ditty. All right. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. The song is cute. It starts out cute, and it's bubblegum. Yes.
2: Yeah. I, All
0: right. I, I wish I felt better about this one, and maybe I would with some hockey and beer lyrics along with it. <laughs> which is my thought on the Hanson stuff. On some good points, I think John does some great drum gymnastics, and the mix sounds phenomenal. Some of Tom's solos are outrageous and cool. I'm sure this song is a gas to play, and with lots of smiles coming through when I listen to it, when I hear it from the band. And I know I bash this later stuff, and I feel bad about it, but they're still my much-loved band, and whatever they put out will always have a place in my heart. And I'd like to know what I win for giving the shittiest two cents of this song ever.
2: What do I oh, win? Oh, nice. What do I win? Nice. It's shitty. Well, listen, I, Norm, you know, you know, I, I've probably been on record as having more love for the later songs than you. Yes,
0: yes.
2: This is not one of those songs. It's <laughs> not. I don't like this song very much. Um, I just don't. It's probably my least favorite on this album for sure. Mm. Well, no, it's not. That's, that's not true. But it's one of them. Um, I just don't love it very much. It's a little bit too straightforward for me. Yeah, I, I would yeah. never say a No Means No song is bad. It's not. It's right. just not for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's on the one end, I think it's really interesting how big of a difference there is between the verse and choruses in the, mm-hmm. in the tone. But on the other hand, it doesn't work for me, really. Like it's, too, it just doesn't, I don't know, they feel like two different songs. I don't feel the connection between it.
4: Yeah, I love a, a song.
2: Staff- to- yeah. I, for a long time, was desperately trying to make this a song about a guy who accidentally kills his girlfriend and then has to run away <laughs> because he's looking in her eyes as she's dying and the blood is flown into her eyes. And he's like, well, got to get the fuck out now. <laughs> but that doesn't work. It doesn't work. But it makes the song a little more interesting to me because otherwise it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. It's a fine song. You said it. Uh, it's bubblegummy, But oh, I don't know. So... I don't know. It doesn't. This song doesn't grab me by anything. Any short hairs. I just kind of like, yeah. But (laughs) the drumming, the drumming in in the chorus. Fuck yeah. Give me, give me, give me, give me. That is juicy. Mm -hmm. Those Mm -hmm. little guitar riffs are Mm -hmm. hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's funny. But, it's forgettable i don't know I, I hate to say that about a oh, no means no song but this is a forgettable song to me i don't like to say it but I diss- you know what we have not dissed too many songs i think our love for this band is clear obviously so if i'm a, if we're gonna have any credit at all we gotta like not like some of them right so yeah. this is one of them <laughs> this is one it's not beat on the brat level let me put it that way but <laughs> man that's all right so wow that was that was pretty quick for us that's all right. Um, I guess we gotta come to a vote now. Let's I'll I'll go last. We'll let Michelle have my place in the middle. Oh. Matthew, why don't you uh why don't you tell Well, I guess I'm last anyway. What the fuck was that all about? What are I don't, you don't care which I'm
0: way last. you go. Just shit. Um
2: let's <laughs> let, oh, let Michelle <laughs> vote first this time. Oh come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: okay.
0: Do it. Time number one. Do it. Hello, goodbye. Woo!
3: Hello, Matthew. Goodbye. You say yeah. goodbye. Yeah, I don't think I dislike this. Oh I dislike. It um inner eyes yeah it's fine it, it like i say it's, it seems a little disjointed to me and and a little too basic and uh, so yeah there's a lot more to think about in hello goodbye musically and lyrically right well i think it's obvious for me hello goodbye it goes through hello goodbye it's through yeah.
2: uh uh so that was nice all right that was quick um that's all right, because coming up after our break, we have a couple of fucking kaiju who are going to be battling it out. So, while that's <sighs> a bit of a quick run, fuck. we've got some goddamn beasts from the bottom of the ocean, 20 stories yeah, high, fuck. about to fight each other. So, buckle up, Buttercup. But before we do that, all right. we're going to do our usual. I'm sure you're all sick of it. Maybe you're hitting that 15 second skip button to get to whatever. But come on, folks. Nobody's sending a shit. We love you. Yeah, come? Maybe you don't love us. Andrew Maybe you don't love Sandel. us. That's okay. That's all right. Um, but listen, I'm going to let Matthew give his spiel. But before I do that, I just want to give you that phone number real quick. That phone number is 415-493-8630. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's 415-493-8630. Oh.
3: Oh. Oh. All right, Matthew, tell them what they've won. And there is an unfortunate three-second uh, limit. So please call back. 30, three, 30, your... not, three, <laughs> 30. <laughs> not three. Three minutes. Sorry, three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> You said
1: three seconds. I, oh, Jesus. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be Six. real. Good. I love No I love No
3: garage, garage whiskey. I fucking love No uh, Dope. <laughs> you can have little bits.
1: Maybe we should make yeah. it three
2: seconds. That'd be fucking interesting.
3: Fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three minute limit. So call back and leave. like so, uh, Three minute uh, snippets. Thank you very much. Um, so the other thing you can do, which for some reason you are not, you know, it, we've had a bunch of submissions, and people have actually said they're going to do it. Do it, guys. Andrew Sandall,
0: if you don't do it, I'm calling the cops.
3: Andrew Sandall, we're calling your shit out. I know you just Please. started a
0: new job and moved, but
2: fuck you.
3: Don't fucking care. Come on. Yeah. Please send your submissions to no means nothing podcast at gmail.com um yeah. and we like to just give you a little a little juicy way to start um answer these three questions answer me these questions three.
0: questions three <laughs> uh
3: tell us your no means no origin story please tell us uh what no means no means to you Won't and you? if you've got one uh no means no related anecdote
0: you know you want uh, to
3: and just uh, send us on in uh, no means nothing at uh, no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Um, we do have uh, one submission came in today. It wasn't uh, time enough to uh, put it on, but uh, thank you for your submission. And it will yeah. be um, included in time. Yeah, man. It. You know what? It.
2: I, I'll, I I'll won't be afraid to say it. It uh, motivates us, too. It makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. Letting you guys know you give, give a shit about this. Yeah. So I mean, if you don't do it, you don't do it. It's all right. No pressure, but pressure, on the other hand. So we're going to dip way back into the archives. And uh, originally, we had some real great submitters who gave us lengthy responses to each question. And for a few of those folks, we only have so far played one of their recordings. I do not wish to dishonor them because they really took the time to give us some great fucking answers. And I love this shit. So we're going to dip back in tonight and listen live back to Sean, or as we like to call him, Irish Sean. And um I'm is the only sure, Irish Sean. The only Irish Sean in existence ever. Yeah, in history. Ever. And uh <laughs> we're gonna listen to that. This was <laughs> yeah. this was I this was Sean's answer to what no means no means oh, to me. Oh, this him. is gonna be great. Yeah, and it's around I don't know, seven minutes forty five seconds. So All buckle right, in it. everybody. Here we go.
4: Hello, my name is Sean, and I'm speaking for the final time into an audio recording device <laughs> in Dublin, Ireland. Um, and I'm gonna talk about what no means no means to me. Uh, I've actually done this. In different respects, several times before, uh, I wrote the one week, one band entry on No Means No. Uh, One week, one band is where they would give anyone, uh, evidence by the fact I was allowed to do it, literally anybody, um, a week to write about a specific band, and that's what the website would be about that week. Uh, Their very unpopular No Means No entry was written by me. Um, Notable, I'd say some of the links are probably broken now. Also, it's music criticism by a 21-year-old, which I certainly wouldn't pay me. (laughs) Uh, be able to be paid to read so I don't know if you'd be interested but it, it's there and uh, my favourite thing that happened for the One Week One band is that somebody accused me of thinking that Henry Rollins' uh, personal trauma was funny, um, I'd just like to confirm I do think that and uh, <laughs> oh also uh, the uh, associate of the band John Chedzy, emailed me to tell me I wasn't allowed to interpret no means no lyrics uh, fantastic uh, <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful God. time um, so I have written about it before at length if you're interested I also on my podcast uh, Calling All Units I have an episode about No Means No so you can find that If you can Mm. google those words But No Means No to me um, still Form a huge huge part of my existence I have been a fan of No Means No for the majority of my life Now got into them when I was 15 I'm 32 by the time you hear this And um, like Mm -hmm. Jesus um, Another No Means No fan All told um, Except you know because of when he was born he only got into the later stuff Good joke there for me But I just love No Means No I think the lyrics Rob's lyrics especially Are so important to me And important but I'm very glad I got into them when I was young Because I think when when I'm older I'm when I was older, there would be a propensity to project into them, right? Because I think when you're older, you project into lyrics, or you try to find yourself in them. I think that's perfectly natural, <laughs> and that's the reason why, you know, Leonard Cohen has so many sounds about being sad about your wife looking out a fucking hill or something. Oh, you know, God. people are like, that's me, I look at hills, you know. so. But No Means No was a strange alien object to me when I was 15. It was, it, the sounds were deliberately contradictory. The music was incredibly mechanical, but tangibly made by people in a very exciting way and chaotic and disagreeable. Every single piece of art and everything I do has been disagreeable by design. Everything I I have so many different weird named projects for the thing I do that is essentially the same which is just film criticism in a podcast or or writing about it. Everything I call I give like really cool aggressive names. A lot of them are just no means no lyrics. And it's because (laughs) of no means no because of no means no I am so tied in personally to believing that a Difficult, funny aesthetic that appeals to a very small amount of people is far more edifying than being, you know, approachable in any way. Like uh, I've, I've essentially, I've, you know, I've like dead Bob pilled myself. <laughs> I, like I have a the hilarious. Victoria Punk scene's infamous. uh self-satisfied <laughs> in disinterest in explaining anything factual to people and i have bought that through to the rest of all of the stuff i create myself and it is incredibly edifying i have to say but I, I the the um um previously mentioned john sedzi one of the only comments i've ever received from someone that i really took to heart was he said that i was like no means no lyrics like made human, you know, which is obviously like a horrible <laughs> oh. thing to say about people in some respects. But he probably doesn't remember saying it either. I don't care. Uh, I, I, I uh, he said it. Trust me. <laughs> but it's that like there is a generosity there in those songs. Right? There's a horrible darkness in those songs, and there's aggressiveness, and there's a, a studied cruelty. But there is a generosity and an mm. interest mm. in taking everybody you encounter where they are. And, and assessing them, not even assessing them, but understanding them where they are, that is really prevalent in the songs. And it's very difficult to see, right? It's really complicated because it's through a narrator, as I was told very, uh, as I said, I was told very insistently, uh, none of the songs are autobiographical or whatever, but it's still tangible, right? This curiosity and vitality, That's it's one of those things that, it's why the, You'll find yourself, if you love No Means No, I find, although I think this podcast has maybe proved me wrong, that the really yo-ho-ho up up for life songs that they sarcastically refer to but do have are so striking because they represent the same philosophy and the same singularity of aesthetic, uh, instrumentation, timing, delivery, voice, everything. The same singular point of light can just as it can burn and just as it can scorch with the with the harsh songs so it can illuminate with the beautiful ones you know like the end of i can't stop talking which suddenly the the last minute or so of i can't stop talking sounds like somebody ascending into heaven and if you what that is is integrity right what that is is no matter what way like there's this interview with dave thomas um from perubu where he says that perubu is a cup and every album, because Perubu sound very different on every album, right? Every every angle you look at it is every it's just a different angle to look at the cup. Well, whenever I think about No Means No, I think about that fucking cup, right? And like how even, you know, when they're doing the all drum cover of Big Dick or the fucking Future is the Past, Extra Track or the Forward to Death acapella thing. That, those are the outstripper, Baldwin Must Die, which was robbed. Not really. Um, <laughs> but uh, all that yeah. stuff. And then you have, you know, It's Catching Up. They could have just... It's catching up for a career, and you know they'd be like Glenn Danzig. would be wearing their logo on his TV, <laughs> right? You know, right. God help him. Uh, but, but they didn't because they, because you see, when you're approaching stuff with perverse integrity, you just have to do
0: perverse integrity.
4: You make what you you make what you're allowed yourself, and you only allow yourself what's interesting to yourself, and that's what you're hearing, and that's what's so important to me. You know, this is probably too long to be uh, <laughs> included in the podcast, Never. but it is actually that itself is the final lesson I learned from No Means No, which is because my favorite No Means No album is is one, which I think is all the adults, like all the real grown ups. My favorite, their favorite No Means No album <laughs> is one. Um, that's kind of a, a personal joke for me. My favorite No Means No album has been one since I was about sixteen, but it's all Rob and it's all really depressing, and it's all the songs are really long, just like this fuck you the song is as long as it has to be and that's it I love them so much and um, they continue to change my life every year I listen to them and I don't think you can say that for many other pieces of art so yeah Great podcast, by the way, guys. Thanks very much. But, yeah, no, I mean, they changed my life in that I got to meet loads of people when I was at a particular stage when my brain was still very soft, offend those people, and then practice being an adult as well. Um, all of those people are hosting the podcast, or some of those people are hosting the podcast. But, like, yeah, they're just so... No means no is a band. No means no is not a band to me. It is a, it is a philosophy that, unfortunately, oh. is just part of my actual mind now and who I am. So... For good or for ill. Everywhere I go, there they are, you know?
2: All right. I mean, that was fucking you know,
3: rip, that, right? That, that fucker. They, and He's speaking off the cuff. He's one of the fucking know, most eloquent it. fucking people I've ever met. He yep, did I'm, not just fucking kiss the Blarney Stone. He fucking deep-throated the fucking thing.
2: <laughs> exactly i was about to say like it's a good thing he never started to no means no podcaster would be fucked because it would be game over but um that was brilliant he was always I trying to be
3: get, get me to do a podcast with him <laughs> back in the
1: day. Yep. Well, it took i stole you away
2: i've um, never met him
0: in person but i know you have matthew yeah, yeah. have you met him before no, jordan
2: no no nope. nope. just yep. we're just foreign, we're all forum buddies from back yep. in the day yep. um but I mean, I hadn't even realized when I picked this one back out because I really, I was look. I really wanted to get these back in because he's got another one that will put it forward eh, at some other point. But. Um... The fact that one is his favorite album, this is the perfect episode for him because we're sure. about to hit another one of those kaiju. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. Sean, thank you so much. Yeah. Hope you're still listening. Don't know. Maybe you've gotten bored by our fucking assholes by this point. But if not, no, he's decided cheers. that
3: he's too anxious to listen to podcasts anymore. So I'm going to make him listen to this one though. You've got okay, well, what? Yeah, good. That's that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, and in, we've in got Sean's Guinness honor, in, the,
0: in the podcast,
2: so he'll feel yep. right at home. In hmm. Sean's honor, we're going Except to be from Kilkenny. This- these next kaiju to the floor. They cannot fit in the ring. They're both too big to fit. So too they're big. just going to glower too big, too, too rubber. They're gonna glower at each other from opposite sides of the universe. In this corner, we have the graveyard shift from <laughs> one two thousand. And in the other corner, we've got kill everyone now <laughs> off of why do they call ah. me Mr. Happy 1993 uh. and let me just be the first to say since i'm going to go first fuck having to vote for these two fuck that fuck it, <sighs> fuck it. all yeah. the way down so but we 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 made the game we got to play by the rules right so first we're going to um, we're going to listen to a little bit of the graveyard shift before i fucking blabber about it
3: I like the graveyard shift, it's quiet, I can read all night. I don't mind wearing a uniform, I don't mind walking in the dark. You make your rounds, you check all the locks, and when the sun rises, when everyone is getting up, you punch out and go home.
2: First of all, what a great opener to this album. I It's a great opener. And in a mm-hmm. way, it doesn't remind me of um, the opener to Dance, which is I'm drunk enough now that I can't... What the, what, uh, the story must be told. But the structure of it and the way that it has you know verse chorus verse chorus and then a great long instrumental section at the end mm-hmm. is oh, very yeah. similar so it's got that same sort of structure totally different song type of song but i just love this opener one of the things i love about it to talk start with the music is that the beginning of this song is like the the audio version of the blue dress yellow dress thing to me like sometimes i listen to it and i hear it with like <laughs> <laughs> you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And other times it's da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Like the, the, the ah. beat is just off on the second beat or it's right on the one or right on the end. And when I hear it, that my whole brain turns to like a liquid spiral trying to pin down where that is until the guitar comes in and then it sort of pins it down. Right. But I love the feeling of disorientation it gives me mm-hmm. that my brain just stepping halfway to the left, one, one half beat to the left or right, changes the whole tenor of that of that of those eighth notes which are just banging on eighth notes right i mean it's it's really incredible so um first of all we I won't get into talking about the other song yet but this is a great set of songs to pair against each other because i think they deal with the notion of isolation and solitude in very yeah, very different ways me. this is a song that feels very much about solitude and a bit of disconnection and reflection I, this does not feel like a, this is a melancholy song, but not a dark song to me. This is not a song about a character that is broken. This is, this is all of us, or at least some of us. I, I, I just, I, I feel for this character. I've, I have empathy for them because I feel like I am this person in so many ways. You know, this, this first verse where they're, you know, Thinking about a relationship and thinking about, you know, how many times have any of us really sat there and replayed the mistakes over and over in our heads about relationships, this realization that, fuck, it's too late now, it's past, it can't be fixed. But there's this sense of acceptance in how it's being said that doesn't feel angry. It doesn't feel bitter. It's like, nah, you know what? I realized you were right. I, I just, you know, there's just this acceptance because there's a real reflectivity. There's a real sense of, of of the inner gaze in a healthy way that I don't actually often feel from No Means No. There's actually reflections of the, in this song to me for The World Wasn't Built in a Day and the way that it deals with solitude as a discovery of something that doesn't have to be wrong in a world that often looks at solitude as something wrong, right? Like as an introvert, I know that, Feeling like you want to be alone and away from people is something that is not supported in our society very well. You're often looked at as kind of wrong if you feel mm-hmm, that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that the world wasn't built in a day just digs down to the very core of that, to the deep shame you can feel in having that feeling at its, you know, taken to its extreme. This is different. This is a gentler approach to that feeling. And I love that. Uh, the the words i you and it are all over this fucking song me and you and the it between us the thing that we create and i love that the first verse you know i will never be or chorus rather i will never be the same i will never change it will be a long time then the next chorus, the next chorus is you will never be the same you will never change it will be a long time and the last verse is It will never be the same. It will never change. Right. So there's this great journey of I, you and it, and those words are peppered in very smart ways all through this bit of poetry Mm -hmm. in -hmm. ways that I think really inform each verse and each place that they they're in. And, and I think that brings it down to that real root of just human relationship and the reflectivity we have of these, this ephemeral thing we create with another human being and how it's one of the most important things in our life, but it's fucking who the fuck knows. Right. It, it, you i get this feeling in that verse of this admission that you're you're entering into a relationship with something it alters them forever it will never be the same but it's also this frustration at the things they can that they that they're not changing they're not changing to be what you want them to be it will never change and that it'll be a long time before i can come to terms with that right like i i it'll be a long time before i come to terms with the fact that that's not real that it will never be the same and that it can never change that contradiction. There's these three contradictions back to back that are the, the kind of the fundamental contradictions in what it is to be in human relationship. And it's just beautiful. It's just fucking beautiful the way he puts Jeez. it. And that last verse, I think it's amazing. This is an ode to solitude that does not have to equal loneliness. Whoa. This is an ode to someone who can be alone without feeling disconnected. That's not misanthropic. But it's like, no, it's okay to love walking by yourself in the dark, being right. able to think to yourself, and then lock up and go home before the chaos of the day starts. I find that beautiful. I find this song very peaceful. Mm. And I think mm. it speaks to that part of me that's like, no, man, that's me. I, I, I am that person that enjoys the dark, dark of night. My favorite time... If I could now, I'd stay up to like three or four in the morning. And that's my favorite time when no one else is fucking awake and I feel completely alone, but not lonely. And this is a very mature song for no means. I mean, all no means no is mature, but this is a, a, a God, I wish I could remember what he'd said, but Parker put it really well today. Like how so many of the other so- mm-hmm. earlier songs and the song, I think we're about to talk about had this, like a uh, uh, cautionary edge to them, and yet this one's very affirmational in its way. Um, cautionary I, I, edge. It's so I'm all fucking. Over that. It's so fucking <laughs> beautiful. And I mean, come on, that the China symbol again in this one, and the drumming in this, and just the way Rob can just kick my ass with just eighth notes, just yep. over and over and over and over again. The music to this is gorgeous. It's such a such a strong, strong opening to this album, and as Sean said, yes, a lot of this album is very dark. To me, this is a very—I won't say optimistic, but a very melancholy, it's heady, but, heady, but, heady, but, but but beautiful opening. Almost a gentle, uh, emotional opening. The music's not gentle, but the sentiment to me is in, is something that I that opens to me and makes me open to it in a way that is unparalleled on any other No Meets No album. There are other songs I may feel are are better openers for different reasons, but this one invites me into the album in a way that some of the other songs don't mm. because I can see myself in an affir- affirmative way in this character, um, and I'm really grateful to that. It makes me really love rob i mean i mean that right i know that's a weird no, thing no, to say no, but no. i'm like no it's the not fact weird that he, can, at all. that he can really understand the sentiment yep. is like oh yep. okay i feel heard and seen mm-hmm. as a as the type of human that i am mm-hmm. so fucking love it it's great michelle what do you got for us
0: that was pretty cool everything you just said man i, I was digging that i was and i think when he's playing those bass notes i didn't write this down at all but when I was listening to it, I don't think he's doing any upstrokes. I think he's playing it all in the
2: downstroke. I agree. I
0: I, I don't and he's not I don't know. It's cool. It's 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 cool. All right, right on. This song is wicked cool. This band sounds so good when the music is a bit menacing. I oh god, the, the fucking chorus, that harmonized chorus.
1: Ugh.
0: With what I assume are both John and Tom urgency, I love the urgency, urgency rules. John is using that wonderful China symbol. Thank you, Chuck. China! (laughs) It sounds phenomenal. This is a fierce song that really does quite sound like a sunrise after, after Rob's done, checking the locks and finishing his shift. I can't, nice. It just kind of felt yeah. like, like the sun was coming up. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool song.
3: Nice.
2: Yep. All right, Matthew, how about you? you I love
3: how it starts. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. <laughs> I love how it starts. I mean, there's a, a, a build, musical buildup. But when the lyrics start, he's mm-hmm. already in dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Of course, I think about it. I think about it all the time. But is he, is he sort of just talking to some, he's talking to someone absent? He, I don't think that he's actually talking to someone. He's, he's like, I kind of thought that, you know, he, this is somebody who's gone through life and found a place to land in this job that just suits him. And maybe he's talking to like this you know, I I think it's about an an old relationship or an old grudge or an old friend. Um, but whatever it is, that relationship is over. Um, Hmm. and he's coming to terms with it. It could be, could be a lot of things. Um, this song resonates for me personally, a lot more since the last time I actually sort of sat down and thought about it. Um, because I, I feel like I'm maybe in a similar place, uh, these days in some ways even though things are are difficult <laughs> mm-hmm. lately um but um yeah he kind of he starts in in dialogue he's talk about i um and i i really like that uh, observation that you made it starts about i then you then it mm-hmm. um it is the graveyard shift or just sort of like what comes after but it's like first person second person third person you know, grammatically, that sort of covers the bases. It's interesting too, um, but yeah, initially he's sort of reflecting on an old grudge or an argument, um, and then the second one, he's just like, "It, it just, it wasn't worth winning. Um, it just made me tired." And the way huh. his voice is, there's so much regret in it, you know, and all that talk just made me tired. Right,
1: right, right.
3: It, it, it wasn't worth trying to win that argument, and yeah, you were, you were right. Um, so I, I think it's a song about solace, um, you know, challenges that you had um, that you, you've come to terms with. Okay, you you lost you it it, it doesn't matter, um, and it, it's a song maybe about forgiveness. And it is sort of a gentle song, uh, and it's a, a very very beautiful song to me. I think um, the argument isn't worth it. I don't know whether the person is dead but they're definitely gone from his life, I think. Uh, and maybe these are reflections he has as he's walking, af- walking in the dark, doing that job, checking the locks uh, gives you a lot of time for reflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's Ooh. what he's doing. Um, I do love how the song keeps going back to that really desperate kind of sound that uh, is, is in the, the riff at the beginning, but then, you know, the coda is in a major key seems very kind of optimistic like there's some Mm -hmm. sort of healing going on even though it does go back to the main rift is sort of more brooding obsessive kind of sound maybe that's just the way that we are you know we always go back and reflect on these negative things even when you're making progress uh you do go back it's it's familiar and it's just sort of what you're used to yeah so it you know um I don't mind the way that he puts it. I don't mind wearing a uniform. I don't mind walking after dark. These are things that somebody might ask you. Somebody who knows you, right? Might ask you if you they're they're worried about you. Doesn't that suck? No, yeah. it's actually don't you not, hate not, being not too, alone all the time in there? Yeah, um, but he's like, no, it's okay. So it, you know, maybe some sort of form of self self exile, but it, it's solace. It's uh, it's also self acceptance. Like this is just what is good for me. It does make me as I said, like I have talked about it on the podcast. I ended a career. I've done a lot of different things in my life and I'm in a job now where, um, while it is simple in a lot of ways, there's a lot of complexity to it as well, but the Mm -hmm. complexity doesn't have to do with people. (laughs) And I think that's maybe what's appealing to me about it because people, all that talk just make me tired. (laughs) Ah, yes. All right. Um, but I have done a graveyard shift. I don't know if either of you ever have. Yes, um, I have. Yeah. It's, it's not so much being awake all night or even, you know, you are alienated to a certain extent from people who aren't on the same schedule as you. But it's not just when you're active. It's the order in which you're active. You know, you sort of break down your life into work, play, or, you know, living and sleep. Um, when you're in the graveyard shift, graveyard shift, sleep. So you work, then you sleep, then you play, and yeah. then you go back to work. Whereas, like most normal existence, you sleep and then you work, work and then you play and, play and then you sleep. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the, the the order is out of sync, and I think that's what's so alienating about the graveyard shift. But it does huh. appeal to certain people. Um, and I think you know the job that I did. Uh, as a graveyard shift was actually very active, and there were a lot of people around, and you yeah, know, maybe that wasn't good. But I probably I've actually thought about you know being a night watchman uh, like this person is because that is it's never actually specified what the graveyard shift is because people have graveyard shifts in factories, people have graveyard shifts in you know restaurants or whatever. But this is a, this is a night watchman. Yeah. Um. So he might see another person but mostly you're just sort of by yourself the whole time. That's actually Checking sounds all very locks. appealing to me. Checking the yeah. locks and reading all uh, my,
0: I don't think I'd handle it very well.
2: No way.
3: Personally.
0: I, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. It's not
2: for everybody. It's no. not, it's not, <laughs> No. but I like, certainly. and I like what you're saying, like the peace that this person has with it, right? There's a sense of acceptance. That's
3: yeah. Real. Acceptance of the, the past and all these conflicts in the past, but also acceptance of themselves maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's what I'm feeling a little bit myself these days. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So and when you're talking about how things are a little bit, he's feel disoriented. I, I actually played that on myself, just on my chest, you know, hitting where these things are. And yeah, there's no, um, all he's doing, I think. And, you know, people might disagree with me. He's actually uh, just uh, changing where the accent is. So he's actually accented with the left hand or the right hand. And he just sort of shifts it every bar. Um, are so you talking it's actually, about john? john is john, john yeah 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 oh, yeah, 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 john yeah. but it's not
2: but it's not john that disorients me it's before the drums even come in it's just rob mm. just on the bass it's mm. that first like eight bars of just those eighth notes that's it and then yeah. and then then it actually locks into me locks in for me once the guitar and the, the drums kick in. in right right right, right. but, but well, just the, the... with rob playing it's weird I love it.
3: The John, like the, the drums are, are just, they change every yes. bar. But again, it's the same thing. It's just the emphasis that's different. And I think that is mm-hmm. so connected to yes. what, what the song is about. It's yep. just these two, these two sides um, all the time. And, and like it, it's the same thing, the same situation, the same thing. It's just your perspective shifts occasionally. Oh. It's exactly.
0: also it's also the fucking heart of this band where they put the accents, Yes. And how yeah. how you think it's more complicated than it is, but you're just doing this subtle finesse, and it's it's I don't know. And it's like walking down the stairs, and one's like too shallow or
1: something. <laughs> you're like, whoa,
2: whoa, yeah. hey! And and again. This fucking band who those little details are not just musical, they feed into the meaning of the song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's that's just fucking yep. gorgeous. Yep, mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. Whether that's intentional or subconscious, I don't care because it's real, it's a real thing. Yeah, nice. All right, anyone you know what else, else got is any real? Final thoughts? What's that? Yeah. You got to go to the bathroom. Um, he, he's got to I sure, I sure do. Yeah. Well, this all right, just, here we go. It's I'd been a while that. since we've had a Matthew goes tinkle. So go no. ahead, yep, go tinkle. Yeah, I
3: made it through three songs. Um, I'll be back in a second. Sorry, guys. Is there Aww. any snow
2: outside to pee in, or is the snow all melted?
3: There's supposed to be snow tomorrow, uh, but they they, they forecast. Uh, they don't know how much or sort of like how long it's going to last. I think it's probably just going to be bullshit. I hope it doesn't, um, because I don't like snow.
0: Me neither. <laughs> yeah, back in a second. Shovel
3: that shit. It's nice all right. on pictures.
0: Bye.
2: Right. All right. Well, while he's gone, no, I don't know what to talk about. But, um, uh, um, we, but uh, I
0: wonder if he's got a bucket to pee in.
2: I think he just pees outside. The guy's got a yard, right? And he's close. He's in the garage. He can just go out and like spell fuck you with his piss. Isn't that what Holden Caulfield does?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Spells there's any snow out there. I wonder if he pees in the same spot. Because you're going like yeah. yeah. you to ruin the grass Like
2: a dog. Yeah. You don't want to ruin the you're grass. You're going to
0: ruin the grass. I don't
1: know.
2: You got to pee in a bucket. That's what the that's what the body bag folks do. Yep. Pee in the bucket. I'm going to make that joke a couple more times on this pee the. Yeah, uh, pee in the bucket? Yeah. Pee in the bucket because of body bag. Um.
1: I've never peed yeah,
2: in pushed, a bucket. I, no, I never had reason to pee in a bucket. I just pee outside. Why would I go in a bucket? I've, I've pissed probably a, peed outside I've pissed,
0: twice in my I life and it didn't end wa- well.
2: I've pissed in a water bottle in a car when I was stuck in traffic.
0: I so was pretty good. I, you know how lucky you are to be able to do that.
2: I know. I do know how lucky I am. I thought about that. I'm like, if I was a woman right now, I'd be do you know what? really I, angry.
0: I peed in a coffee cup once, and it was. At a truck stop, after a no means no show, outside of Philadelphia, I was sleeping in the back of the car, and I had to pee. I was at a truck stop, and there was no fucking way I was going in the truck stop with all those truckers <laughs> nice. there. So I hid under the blankets, I put the coffee cup without the top, I put the coffee cup You know, up against myself, and I peed in it.
2: Sweet, yep, that's what you do. And the Mm. difference with that pee break was that Matthew now has Bluetooth headphones, so he could take them with us and listen the whole time. Right? Exactly. Oh, did you hear (laughs) it? Yeah.
3: Did you? I, I use a i use a separate microphone but yeah, i have the bluetooth <laughs> headphones, so i could i don't oh i don't God. pee in the same spot but i do frequently <laughs> pee on my my star jasmine um because oh star jasmine is a beautiful beautiful plant and it smells wonderful um stir, and so i figure it's like I pee on it and i'm nourishing the delicious smell of the star jasmine with my urine <laughs> with his urine
2: all right. Well, oh, we've had enough. Funny. We've had enough uh, uh, urine play. Let's dive into this next kaiju, ah. which is just chomping at the bit. It's threatening. It's got a gun to my head. Mm. This is "Kill Everyone Now." Off of Why do they call me Mr. Happy? 1993. You know it. You
1: fucking love it. Yeah, Let's you listen do. to a little bit of this song. <laughs>
2: Time I heard this. I remember walking up to rasputin on Hate Hate Street, buying this LP, bringing it home. This was in the first first apartment I had on. Well, I wasn't on my San own. San Francisco, you mean? San Francisco, yeah. Oh. And uh and I I, re- I brought it in. uh Brought it in. Had roommates. Closed the door. Put this album on. This song came on, and I was just fucking floored. Yep, of course, coming off of the song pants. we've already covered. Uh, happy bridge, right. Which is the perfect entry into this song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. starts off with that. Just cr- crazy, aggressive, uh, crazy, aggressive guitar riff, and then slows itself right down into that dirgy, dirty yeah. fucking just so good. And a not, not a similar theme. Yes. About isolation. Yes. About loneliness, but this is a, dark ass song right like if the last song had some hope this song drains all hope from the building a hundred percent I wish I could remember what I I probably should talk about this later in the thing but my favorite no means no show I ever saw was after this album came out it was John I think it was Tom's first tour and they brought I think that was the first two drummer tour and they played down the street from me at the Kennel Club wow Uh, I I lived right up the street from the Kennel Club two blocks up
1: Oh and
2: and they played this song and Rob gave this completely different middle bridge, that part where he taught and I'll get to it to talk about breastfeeding space, all that. He didn't sing that. He was talking about having a dream about Jesus and Jesus was talking to him and Jesus what? was telling him to kill everyone. Now it was just oh this like beautiful sermon. And we were all just wrapped like the whole, uh, the whole pit, which I'll talk about when another song comes up, because it was my religious experience just stopped. and was just looking at Rob, like, fucking preach to us brother preach you, you can imagine him wearing that priest outfit because he was just so vehement but wow so from moving from a song that understands the peace and solitude we move to this song that's just about utter disconnection and crippling loneliness and the horror that that can breed this is someone who so like the in the last song, that person was okay not having direct human connection all the time. They're okay living with themselves. This seems to me a person who so desperately needs the other other humans that in the absence of having that, they feel completely empty, that there's just nothing. They are no one. There's no one beside nothing, them, right? Nothing, no one. There's nothing. They're, they're, you know, here there is no one. Here in my heart, it is empty. So maybe this person is already has a predilection for emptiness and a predilection for loneliness. But there's this tension in this song that I'll try to tease out as I go through my rant about it of how one, the irony of being an individual in this world who wants connection and can't have it. There's just Mm. none for this person in a world with billions of people. How fucking absurd is that? That you can be a human and feel disconnected from anyone in a world where there are 6 billion people. That is so crushing. And to feel that might make you feel, I would rather everyone fucking be dead. If no one can love me, you can all fucking be dead. I must be nothing. If I'm all by myself and no one is with me and I can't be loved by anybody, then Fuck all of you. Six is this serial billion killer talk? people. I don't think, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's just how crippling human loneliness can be in yeah. a world yeah. that is beset by human beings. Mm-hmm. That is just teeming with us filthy fucking human beings who can't stop fucking and making more of ourselves on every inch of this world. And... Can't stop. It's, it's so pro- prolific that eventually we're going to be breastfeeding in space, right? Like we can't even stop filling up the earth pretty soon. We're going to be breastfeeding in space. Cause there's no more room. We're going to be making babies out, out in space because you just can't make them on the planet anymore. Progress. And I love that. I I love exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love the, I love the chorus where the grabbing of the gun, grabbing the handle, cock the hammer, cock pull the, the trigger hammer. is mm-hmm. equated with changing the channel. This person is so disconnected violence and, and, and negation means so little that changing the same channel is the same as pulling the trigger and ending a life. And they mix it up. It's not just cock the, grab the, you know, grab the handle, uh cock the hammer pull the trigger change the channel change the channels and mixed up and put in the middle of that verse right so that it really shows you like it's all the fucking same but it is it is the same. it is sort of the same but especially for someone who feels no connection with anybody might as Mm -hmm. well just fucking kill them all because what does it matter there's no one around me i'm fucking empty so fuck all of you it's so dark and and just Oh, this song is so—it's hard. I mean, I do love it, but it's also so like—it's just—I don't know—it's genius. It's fucking genius because it makes it me is. so uncomfortable. And um, the bridge of this song, I—I I mean, come <laughs> on,
0: uh, yeah. You know,
2: yeah. I hear they'll be breastfeeding in space. I love that—that that a stitch in time. Say it's precious bodily fluids, which of course is a riff on—it's a riff on—and they're going up. Exactly. Yeah. A stitch in time saves nine, which is all about like, you know, if you save time now, you'll or if you do something now, you'll save time later. But a stitch in time saves precious bodily fluids, that's so fucking weird. <laughs> I tried to figure Not out if Matthew. that was a reference to something and I couldn't I couldn't find that. I do know the reference for "there is no future without plastic, plastic, plastic," which is from the Graduate. There's a line from the Graduate where a guy corners him in a, a, a bourgeois party and is like, "You know, you know, f- the, the future is plastics, kids. Oh, plastics, 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 plastics." Oh shit. Um, And but I just the way he described, you know, there is no future without
1: plastic plastic. plastic, plastic, plastic,
2: plastic. And then, of course, Chairman Mao was a great cook. He fed all of China, China. One of the most horrific figures in, in humanity who also happens to preside over one of the most prolific cultures of all, on all of the face of the earth in terms of breeding more of these fucking humans that you can't be connected to. And then just that one billion, mm. two billion with the Sing slowly it. increasing oh my fucking God. baseline crawling up, crawling up, it is amazing. Ah. And yes, I'm a nerd enough that I did look up in 1993. It was actually 6000000000 billion. We're at seven point something now. Oh, it, my and, God. And, and, Uh-oh, yeah, Matthew. But it, Matthew's pulling out the whiskey.
0: What but is that? The in, Hobbs knob or whatever?
2: <laughs> I told you. <laughs> the knob in, creek? In 1993, it was $6 billion. And to go yeah. from... That six billion serve serve. Which serve. of course is a nod to the fact that every serve. McDonald's sign has that yep. 20 million
1: serve, 30 mm-hmm. million
2: serve, mm-hmm. right? And of course he makes it very explicit with this. Would you like fries with that? that ma'am? Ma'am. How about a sundae? Just the utter banality and ridiculousness of the of human beings, and there's six billion of us. And yet this person is so fucking alone from all of them that then he just begs you kill them all please kill them all now just be done with it right just fucking be done with it i'm sure there's a little bit of that in all of us at one point or another but this guy gets he's so fucking oh. done i just oh. i don't know right yeah and of course how could it how could you pass this the, the the ending of this song is just stop just give it up some of the funniest most beautiful shit i mean <laughs> yeah. Cock the hammer. Cock the
4: hammer. Oh, look. Oh look.
2: Dunkin' Donuts. It's just a so Dunkin fucking Donuts. absurd. It's so banal and so absurd. He mixes the, this utter violence with the utter banality of it. Like the guy's just driving around fucking shooting people out of his car. And then it's just like, oh, look, Dunkin' Donuts. Let's stop in there and get some. Oh, my God. It's just... It's it's gorgeously dark and dripping it's with so irony and dripping with venom and dripping with the, the that sort of hatred of humanity, which in a sense is well earned. <laughs> We're a race that deserves to be hated in many ways, and this song is a is an ode to that. Like, just fuck them all, God. We are so banal. We are so fucking dumb. And if there can be one person on this earth who is that isolated. Then maybe we don't deserve it. Because there's just <laughs> that those those odds don't work. One to six billion, it doesn't work. It's just
3: But it's if so you walked up to Rob and Rob was like,
2: hey, how are you doing? He'd be like, hey, how you doing? How's your family? No, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's so fucking funny about it. Um and, oh and musically, God. musically, this is just a driving epic, oh, one of their true on. epic, epic level songs. The the tone of Rob singing is both so sad. On one respect, in in those verses,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's so
2: few lyrics in this song. He just repeats like over and over. There's not a lot of variety, although there's a lot of variety in the vocal delivery. Um, and then it gets so fucking fierce. There's just such a range, such a there's such a melancholy and depression, and such an anger and rage. So such sarcasm, uh, and the the guitar screeching at the end. Under oh my the, god! Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just... just, oh, colossal. It's fucking colossal. colossal. This is the meaning of a kaiju, of a No Means No song. Yeah. And I love it. All right, Strangey, I'll I'll let you have some.
0: (laughs) Yes. Now I I wrote down a pair of googly eyes. Googly eyes! Who says it better, Rob or Divine? I'd love to find out who said it first. I think it was Divine, but... I'm wondering if he got that line from Divine.
2: Which one? I think so.
0: Kill Everyone Now from Pink Flamingos.
2: Oh, 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 gotcha. All right.
0: Anyways, this song is a fucking sick onslaught of fury and forcefulness. It can only be sung by someone in the throes of lunacy and in the zone of googly-eyed psychosis. (laughs) The colossal middle section filled with luscious tritones and half-steps is just over the top anxiety ridden chaos and it's Ugh. stupendous. The served, 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 say it when they served, served. part with John going ape is almost just oh. too much. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: oh, that Tom business and <laughs> oh floor time shit these days.
0: Oh, Matthew, exactly. Uh, wh- wh- Seeing
2: this live was a fucking treat, man. Oh, this was like with two oh drummers. My like my how, entire body was shaking.
0: How do you do this? I, uh, w- w- would you like fries with that, ma'am? How about a
1: <laughs> sundae?
0: That is hilarious and mind blowing. And uh, is it Andy or Rob who's playing the guitar?
2: There's is no it? Andy on this album at all. Okay, all no, no right? that, that's no, no, it's what I thought. Okay,
0: it's just okay because I think there that that uh, Roland effects box is in there.
2: Could be at the end, especially uh, right. Yeah, like yeah. Was, so, yeah.
0: so it must be Rob using that effects box again, and and I I gotta admit, I know it's corny, but I love that. Oh look, a Dunkin' donut. Not corny. <laughs> it's it's, it's, Do you know? Especially because you're from
3: the Northeast.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, Do you so know how many again. times I've said that? Yeah. Oh look, of a Dunkin', Dunkin donut. Wh- even when I'm in the car by myself, <laughs> I'm like, Oh look, a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> But it's now that cool. I'm in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm like, oh, look. A Starbucks. <laughs> okay. Now I love this fucking Same. song. Oh my god,
2: I love it.
3: Yeah, it's fucking great.
2: Yeah. Alright, Matthew, your cleanup. What do you got?
3: Yeah, it's Go pretty this. much cleanup. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> yeah it, it's a very aggressive song i love the rolling feeling though of the dirge like that's that's the right word for it that's the word mm-hmm. i was looking for when i was just dis- didn't write it down but that's how I was- so Dur- yeah he's very al- alone inside um i've given a lot of thought to you know being a especially when i started thinking about how fucked up the world is like environmentally because of uh people in can't stop breeding, all this sort of shit um <laughs> I always get pissed at people because you know if everybody had one kid or two kids, um, eventually the population would go down. But people don't want to do that. Um, just mathematically, right? No kids, one two kids. Those are the only options. Population can't do anything but go down. But nobody ever does that. So I've thought about. I I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a it was a TV series where. Each episode was like, "What would happen if humans just suddenly disappeared?" Mm. Oh yes, what was that called? But yeah, I know what you're talking I about. Don't so know. It's like a, a faux documentary
2: series, sort of.
3: Yeah, exactly. So if, like, like they go into like, what would happen to like the the hydroelectric dams and the fucking nuclear yeah, plants, and New York City. Like, what would yeah, happen yeah, to like... agri- agriculture? And it's <laughs> like, um, you, you pretty much have to sort of assume that all the domesticated animals are, are gonna are gonna go. Um, but I, I'm sort of like, okay, well. You know, given some time or whatever. If I had a button, if I had a button here where everyone, including myself and everyone I love, was would just be gone. All right, Thanos. No pain, just poof, gone. Yes, exactly. Right, Thanos, Thanos stuff. <laughs> it's like would huh? I press it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, just for 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 love of the planet and animals and all these, uh, but um, mostly Caught I wouldn't because hammer. I wouldn't want my I wouldn't want my cat to starve to death. Right, no, <laughs> no I'll host. take
0: care of the cat. I'll take care of the cats. Well, you would be a I'm gone. Sorry. N- sorry.
3: Michelle, no. you're not exempted.
0: No, no, I'm here to take care of the cats.
2: No, you're puffing in all a right. puff of dust.
0: Yeah. Whatever. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I, the, the, yeah the, the, the sort of, uh, there's no difference between changing the channel and cocking the hammer and pulling the trigger. Um, uh,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. Is, so it is just like a, a song about just pure alienation. I've never really felt that alienated, but I do feel sometimes that there's too many goddamn people um, and that right. overpopulation is certainly the uh, the main problem with everything. Yep. Stop fucking, stop having kids or so many kids at least. Oh, but the stop Jesus.
0: Oh, it. Jesus <laughs> wants it. Oh, be yeah. fruitful.
3: Well, it's not just Jesus, man. Come on. They're, the oh, countries
0: that have
2: no, no, the countries that have no Jesus have way more kids than we do even. So I'm going to say religion Yo. maybe.
3: But well, the, well, that's that, what that's what i mean we're well reaching. they need, need yeah. them to work too they need it's them to work this, and, you know,
2: that's the human fucking drive too man i mean humans yeah. we have been doing that since the fucking beginning the human drive mm. to
0: fuck which makes kids fucking is that what you're saying kids we'll yeah. get some and birth control here
3: the hell yeah well <laughs> like, i'm not i'm
2: not defending
3: it no <laughs> five billion six billion served. served served we're just meat we're just meat we're, yep. I don't know. I don't want to invoke, yep. invoke Soylent Green or anything like that, but... Um, <laughs> it's yeah. a cookbook for people! Mm. To um, Yeah. And then back to that rolling chorus and then um, Kill Everyone Now creeps into the chorus. Uh, it mm-hmm. just sort of insidiously like um you know i'm oh, i'm alone in here, it. and it just like just sort of creeps Kill in there
2: everyone now now yeah slade so
3: slade oh good. S- slayed. Ooh. Slayed. Ooh, yeah um, and, and in the bridge of course yeah there is ranting like old ads and they're all slogans about progress um you know, yeah, there is no, there is no future without plastic plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But, you know, then again, you know, there's a little bit of irony in the fact that um, Chairman Mao, this was like a, a joke during the Cultural Revolution or whatever. I don't know if like in Chinese history as well as uh, my dad did, who did his degree in it. But um, yeah, that was mm. actually a joke. It's like Chairman Mao is a great cook. He fed all of China. Um, but at the same time, China's the only... Example that I can think of that actually tried to limit population with their one child yeah. policy. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they still fucking it. ballooned. Yeah. 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 They're still it's doing it. Well, there's the exceptions, but um, anyway, uh, musically, it's just a grinding song. Um, come on. Um, and then kill them all. Yeah. Woo. It's like, mm, <laughs> that's the inner, inner Rob right there. It's just like, yeah. oh. come yep. all. I, I'm I'm glad that you know. It, apart from the you know references to grab the handle, cock the cock the hammer, um, etc., it's, it's talking about guns, I suppose. But other than that, there's no reference to how everyone's going to get killed. Yeah, just so they're going to be gone. There's we're back to my button, we're back to the my but- so like massive <laughs> suicide booth. Just change Ow! the channel. <laughs> well that's change kind of like channel. change
2: the channel right it's just like just want to fucking yeah. can we just move on from this yeah. shit yeah yeah
3: and then of course yeah the incredible line at the end I, i'm not actually sure you know did he kill everyone did he just kill himself oh look a dunting donuts we're all still just obsessed with the most mundane
0: yeah. uh, yep that's good coffee it is I good,
3: like coffee. It. I it's have good to say it yeah. really it's good oh. candy coffee. It's I, I, like I kinda,
0: candy. Yeah, I, I, I did, I did, I did uh, love it's it.
3: Probably similar to fucking Tim Hortons. Your double double. God damn it. Yeah, probably. Um, I can't. I don't drink it anymore, but I used to in New York. <laughs> damn. All right. Well, that's.
2: Oh, good I will songs. also
3: say that um, when he's saying "kill, um, kill everyone now," um, there's a quality to his voice or to the vocals that remind me of Jello by Afro.
2: Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, yeah, for
0: that's sure. J-
3: very jello-y. Yeah. That's got some jello there. Yeah, I'm gonna give that yeah. to you.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: That sort of pleading tone. Oh, I uh, can't. um
0: uh <laughs> It's not, not that, that part, fucking funny.
3: It is mm-hmm.
2: hilarious.
0: All right, well,
3: but um, yeah, that's that's about all I got to say. Um, one of fucking yeah, Nomi's knows absolute. Um, ps- giant obelisks of awesome yep. that song, one of yeah. their one of their best t-shirts i have
2: to say i used to love oh them. yeah, yeah. Tell everyone now t-shirt love that oh, fucking shit people I'm, would always be i like, was um the fuck are you mm, <laughs> are i was I, I was
3: asked to not that not to wear that i for sure i told this story on the podcast before i was asked to not wear that shirt to school again i think these days <laughs> it <would> probably <gasps> result Wait, I don't a that trip story. to the cops Oh yeah, yeah, I wore it. I wore it. Hard. It was like what? 1991 or two. It was actually before the album came out. um But before it was a Mr. Wrong. Though. It was a it's a Mr. Wrong T-shirt, and I I wore it. And my my homeroom teacher actually, who kind of knew so that you were I still probably in high wasn't. School. Yeah, yeah. When I had oh, that one, oh, okay. so mm-hmm. uh, this album came out when I was already out of high school. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was a slogan that was associated with Mr. Wrong. It wasn't actually a no means no shirt. It was a Mr. Wrong shirt. Um, oh. And yeah, Mr. Humber, my homeroom teacher, who knew that I was not a psychopath, uh, <laughs> asked me, he's like, you know, I know that you probably have a reason for wearing that because also I was doing a radio show already by that time. And they figured it was like, oh, this little weirdo, whatever. Maybe <laughs> you don't want to wear that. It's going to attract the wrong sort of attention. Um, The counselors are talking about you, so um, (laughs) maybe don't do that anymore. So yeah, I I actually did wear the shirt to um, Lollapalooza93, and uh, Angelo Moore from Fishbone admired it so much that I gave it to him.
1: What the fuck?
0: Holy shit.
3: And he has it to this very
2: day.
0: Oh my God.
2: It's a classic. I bought bought a tool
3: tool shirt and wore that instead. (laughs)
0: Holy shit, I've never heard that story.
2: That's cool.
3: (laughs) That's fucking awesome.
2: Wow. All right, well, look, you guys, we can't put this off any longer. we got to vote, and I don't want to, and i got to go first. No. This is really hard. These are two very, very different songs. I really, really love both of these songs for very different reasons. I don't actually think one of these songs is better than the Mm -hmm. other, but I have to vote. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to vote, and... It's probably just because of nostalgia, but I'm going with Kill Everyone now. Yeah. It has, wow. it has lived in my body longer, and it it came to me at a time where this band was everything to me. Like that was right. that was the period where they were the defining aesthetic for my being, much as Sean talked about. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: Sean. And said.
2: by one I was a little older and wiser and that's a beautiful song, Graveyard Shift. I It's absolutely got to at least get back in the mix for our whatever People's Choice Second Chance Saloon shit we do, whatever we do. But Second for me, it's Kill Saloon. Everyone now. Uh, Strangey. Hmm. Actually, let's let uh, Matthew go, and then Strangey. Okay, no, no, because I, I
0: think you know that. my vote, but go go ahead with Matthew.
3: Well, it, um, this is a, it's a tough one. Is uh, are giant ones. I had a hell of a time with it. It reminds me of uh, the difficulty I had. And I think it was the matchup of zero plus two equals one versus Mary Uh where it was incredibly hard. You know, one, there's no, there's no way. And I was down to like, okay, kill everyone. Now, does it kind of depend on happy bridge leading into it? And um, maybe is it less complete of a song because of that? And no, no, it's not. Um, (laughs) It's not. No. But I, I think I have to vote for Graveyard Shift because it is, um, it's a more beautiful song and it is more, uh, I think m- maybe Kill Everyone Now would have resonated with me because of my button and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, when I was maybe younger and angrier, and not, um, sort of figuring things out but Graveyard Shift is maybe more appealing to me as an older fellow uh, and the solace <laughs> and the acceptance of self and um, you know kind of putting shelving anger and, and all those things uh, I got to vote for Graveyard Shift because um, nice. it's a beautiful song
2: I echo and, uh, I don't think one of those Kill segments. Everyone Now
3: not a beautiful song <laughs> no <laughs> beautiful in well, a very different way
2: it's a sublime song, right? Yes, In yes, that yes. True meaning, something yeah. that's beautiful and terrifying at the same time. Yeah.
3: Not, not easy, not easy. But nope. um, I am I'm really happy, glad with my, you, happy with I'm my happy with my call.
2: Glad. Yep, I'm on the knife's edge. I'm glad that you fell on that side of the knife. Michelle, where are you at? <laughs> Tiebreaker. Come on!
0: I am voting for kill everyone now. Wow. Mammoth, 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 stupendous, sick and mind-blowing music in this.
2: Oh! Nice. Kill Everyone Now is not killed. It's uh, pressing the button, unfortunately, God on damn. Uh, Graveyard Shift. It has killed Graveyard Shift and send it to the hell no. where Graveyard Shift can sit back and sip some Dunkin' no. Donuts. <laughs>
3: But no, it's just gonna easy.
2: W- Quietly walk at night. That's it's gonna no. quietly walk. It's fine. It's fine. Right. You know what? Silent, when it thinks about ab- it, you know what? When it thinks about it, it's it knows you were right, so it's all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jesus, guys, that was a, that was super Fuck. tough. And frankly, I don't feel like we've had a tough one for a while, so it was actually kind of uh, nice to have a. It was nice. I didn't to have know a it w- felt tough.
3: which way would we go down. Actually, I, I didn't, didn't either. I thought I didn't
2: have that decided I, beforehand. Yeah.
3: I kind I of like thought you were mature
2: win, reasoning
0: to vote for that too. I'm, I'm very impressed. No, me too. With I too. Agree. I agree. I like that. That's that's that that's cool. Yeah. But I'm going with uh, <laughs> the instant gratification of just like fuck it, kill everybody, right. done with this well, shit.
2: As per usual, we've dragged people through an hour and 33 of this garbage. Let's uh, let's give everyone what, for some people, is their favorite part of the episode. We've got some oh, yeah. Andy's corrections. Andy's candies. Nice. Uh, Matthew, why don't you read this for us tonight?
3: All right. We'll start with Paradise. I really like this one. I'm guessing Paradise was written in 1984 or so. If I remember correctly... The bones of three of the four main musical sections were written by John, while the last one was by me. Still, we all threw lots of individual ingredients into the pot for this one. For lyrics, you have the punny line, this is no paradise, this is a gamble. You see what John just did then? Paradise? Pair-o-dice? Gamble? (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Plus him imitating Walter Cronkite at one point. And you have me (laughs) mumbling, sharing all my personal details. My voice is pretty much shot by this point in the recording process, as you can clearly hear. (laughs) Oddly enough, I always thought of this song as pretty much an instrumental. Weird, huh? Always a blast to do live. It was nice to have a song in our set that wasn't weighted down by the usual no means no drama and dread. And that was (laughs) a cover or a Hanson song. And one we could just enjoy playing without thinking too much. Like all the songs and You Kill Me, there's an original mix and a later remix that sound quite different from each other. And, oh, by the way, the guitar and bass at the end of Paradise play the same chords featured much later in Happy Bridge, a D mm. in combination with an F sharp, a major third. You can have right. fun by playing one song section on top of the other.
2: Right.
3: Wait, hold on, just before
2: you read the next one
3: Maybe we'll get permission mm. from Andy to do
2: this He actually sent us a little clip where he did that very thing Where he laid over oh. all three of those songs What, uh, what? And, and uh, so maybe we'll try to pull that out and play that at some point
0: Wait, are you going to play that right now for real?
2: No, I, I don't have it right now We'll, we'll find that well, I'll find it later maybe I'll,
3: maybe I'll try to find it and plug nothing. it in yeah. right ah. here
0: Holy shit <laughs>
2: All right, Matthew, I do
3: still want to know whether he fucking worked at Wilco or Woodward Stoker Yeah,
0: yeah tell us where you worked, man Personal
3: details. <laughs> now started life as a demo that Rob did. Just him and an electric guitar. It was pretty wow. basic, but the core structure was all there. The main difference was that Rob's accent in the main guitar riff was on the one and the three. When I heard that, for some reason, I thought of Wilco Johnson, the do- guitarist of Dr. Feelgood, and his bluesy shuffle style of playing. Maybe hmm. I was thinking of NRBQ a bit too. That's new rhythm and blues quartet. Is that right? Yeah. Anyway. So, is that what
0: that means? (laughs) Yeah. So, when I played
3: the part, I flipped around the accent to the two and the four, and with John, made it swing a bit more. The beginning of now is just me and my guitar. Then Rob starts to come in on the nows. From the moment that the drums kick in, Rob takes over the main vocal entirely. I can't rem- really remember when we decided to start in that way with me singing, but I seem to recall we thought the effect of the one singer and one guitar starting the song only to crash full force into the rest with another singer and the complete band was a cool idea. Oh. Correct. <laughs> Correct.
2: It was yeah. a very cool
3: idea. <laughs> Also, coming out on the heels of the noise fest that is wrong, we figured now would make an unusual opener for Zero equals one that would catch people off guard. Indeed.
2: Oh, yeah. Indeed. God damn How lucky were we to get that? How, fucking how much ice? juicier
0: Jesus. can you get with that? God I I damn it. I
2: don't no. know.
1: No. I, what, what, what? 100% pure anyway. juice!
2: <clears throat> Thank you, Andy. And listen, thanks to all yeah. of you. You've made it through another episode of No Means Nothing. Um, again, we hope to be back soon, hopefully on our regular schedule. But if we're not, please forgive us. Um, yeah, we cool. we love doing this. Uh, circumstances mm-hmm. are just a little rough, so we're going to do the best we can and bring it to you. But yep. in any event, No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing, is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato, mm-hmm. co-hosting and podcast graphics. The excellent oh, yeah. podcast graphics are by Matthew Kowalik.
1: Oh, Mistel yeah. Strangest
2: is our third and everyone's favorite co-host and official foley artist. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to No Means No for the use of stock, taking us our intro and outro music. And as always, thank you to Andy for your corrections and support. I walk around like a zombie.
3: shit you numpties <laughs>
1: yeah
2: all right you stuck around to see what comes next come
0: on let's
4: fucking see. come on it's Everybody. gotta show up right now let's go let's go I'm gonna write it oh yeah uh oh
2: uh oh I like oh. this one. Mm. I like, I like you this one.
3: Holy
2: yeah. shit. Oh. Oh, and this one's it's, also cool. This is for good. episode 30, is that right?
3: 30! 30 30 30.
2: 30. Oh my God. And here's Please, 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 two. please,
0: please, please. I
2: well, I don't it's not a kaiju battle, but it's fucking great.
1: Oh! It's a good one. <gasps> oh.
2: Oh, my God, this is These it. These are good songs.
1: These oh, some good, I've been waiting for this.
0: Talk about. I have been waiting for that one.
2: Oh, nice. Nice. i ha- happy to hear that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you'll hear that that's... one soon. Um, oh, that's... I've been waiting for so, that. We've oh got my a song God.
3: that is some people's favorite and another one that is a lot of people's not favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, li- I like all those. I'm stoked to talk about mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Not a stinker among them.
0: Matthew's not even going to go outside to pee. He's going to wear his pants.
3: Uh, probably. No. probably. Yeah. Well, I'm going to build but a then... fucking toilet over there. Did I tell you that? Are you yeah. going to put in a, a, a shower
0: too? Like a 3 quarter No shower. No. A little right. stand-up. No
3: shower. All, All right. right. All right. Just a sink and a shitter. Yeah.
2: All right, everybody. All right. Fuck off. <laughs> you
3: guys. <laughs>